Hello and welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC Chat live discussions and even if you do then like follow share um, and retweet on them yeah my twitter handle the marketing anu um, or join our linkedin group which is um, just the ppc chat roundup um, or if you're on instagram check us us out on um, ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from the previous episodes today we're led by um the amazing julie Buccini, where um she managed to book in an amazing guest um to answer some q a and so basically she's discussing with google's ads product liaison the one and only Ginny marvin and um yeah julie asks all the burning questions that we've had not just from last week um post um yeah the google marketing live stream where um yeah i felt a bit lackluster out of it it was quite anticlimactic with what i thought they were gonna um announce um but yeah she 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 not only like posed um Ginny with some of those questions that we still had, but also some burning questions we've been having like yeah the past twelve months of plus about automation privacy and um just about platform considerations for um B two B and especially like small accounts because with automation especially we're always talking about you need to give it a lot of data and a lot of data and with small small like SMBs, small to medium um, businesses, it's they sometimes don't have that big amount of data to give to feed the, uh, the automation machine. So yeah, we ask all those um, burning questions that we've had. And Ginny was such a star and such a trooper in um, giving answers for um, as many as possible or redirecting us to resources that will give us a better idea. So yeah, Julie welcomes us um, today saying hello and thank you all for joining. We're excited to have Ginny Marvin um, with us today. She'll be answering questions after GML 2021. But first, how are you? Um, a bit of a roll call. Amalia joins us as well as Julia Vice and um, Snaptech Marketing. We've got Robert Brady as well dan patterson who was a bit of like he goes that i'm i'll be one of the lurkers um yeah i think a lot of us were lurkers because we're just eager to get the answers from julie nava hopkins also um yeah gives a mentions a tweet saying come join the fun as Ginny shares her take on our questions thoughts on ppc chat um and yeah as well as myself excited to be on this one especially to do this roundup for you all um as well so julie yeah maybe makes um, a note saying that and this is even like for the podcast as well so that it's quite clear as to why there's only one there's only answers from one or two people um today's format is going to be a little different but please feel free to chime in as we go there will be time at the end for more questions spoiler alert there actually wasn't um because <laughs> there was loads of questions and uh julie gives literally just threw in all the questions that we've been having and a few people gave a th- um, some along the way she goes um i have a bunch that came up during gml as we we're all tweeting and afterwards that were submitted and please be respectful yes everybody was um today so um yeah we'll get right to it we've got julie um starting off um asking us about automation um she was like automation was a huge theme 
this year. So the question is, if you don't use automation, is Google Ads still using machine learning to try to show your ads to the best potential customers? What advantages do you get from using the automated options? And um, Jeannie answers, for bidding, only the five smart bidding strategies use machine learning to optimize for conversions or conversion value in every auction and factor in multiple contextual signals. Um, in general, automation allows you to take advantage of real-time optimization based on numerous signals, including your own data, inputs, and goals. That just isn't possible to do manually at scale. And then we have Nava Hopkins um, replying to that saying, would really love insights on how much budget shifts can help or hurt automation. We all have different schools of thoughts on jumpstarting the learning period. Would love your take. Um, yeah, Ginny didn't give an answer to that one. Um, so we'll go ahead. Um, Azim also asked, thanks for this, Ginny. Can I ask how the pandemic has affected these signals, if at all? If Google Ads learning fast is is Google Ads learning faster than pre-pandemic? Um yeah, we don't have an answer for that one as well. Um, so yeah, we then go to um, Julie's um, question two, where she asked Ginny, Google keeps talking about partnering with advertisers and then talks about pushing automation on us. How is that partnering? And that was something that Nava and I <laughs> had thoughts on and we were like, ooh, Julie's pulling off the gloves already. And I was like, did she, yeah, did she really do that? But um, Julie mentioned here, says, I'm an advocate of the PPC community first and foremost, and Ginny and I have known each other for many years, so it's all good. And I actually do th also think that Ginny is very much an advocate for the PPC community first and foremost as well. So Ginny uh, agrees saying it's all good indeed. Um, to reply that question, um, Ginny goes, this is really important and I want to spend a bit of time on it. I get that the automation access acceleration can feel like losing control and precision, but the aim is always to deliver more advertiser value at a scale. Um, computing power has increased exponentially and machine learning systems can now use tens of hundreds of thousands of signals at levels that aren't possible manually. She continues that with all the complexity in customer journeys today, automation is really the only way to be able to anticipate behaviors and find converting customers at, at scale. It's a mindset shift about what to focus on and what's going to move the needle. We now need to understand how to work with the systems and how to use new controls and levers to speed up learning and guide the machine learning with your business data and inputs on what you value, value what's working, etc. Um, automation is also good going to be critical at the privacy landscape if, as the privacy landscape evolves and we use modeling to fill in gaps where consented first party data isn't available and finally she goes all that said this is a partnership and we are listening to feedback and investing in several areas that teams know um that teams know are important and then we have um, Greg Finn replying to that, um, especially the bit about uh, when Ginny mentioned the fact that, um, yeah, he, they do understand that, um, uh, you know, advertisers uh, feel like they're losing control and precision, but the aim is always to deliver more uh, for advertiser value, more advertiser value. And Greg goes, um, I think most advertisers aren't afraid of automation acceleration as losing control and position, but rather the potential removal of bidding options as the real loss, especially when we have less data than ever before. Um, Amalia replies to that saying, exactly, I'm not afraid of automation. I'm not afraid of testing it out and implementing it. I feel like the lack of communication 
communication and control around some of these things make it difficult to feel confident in Google's transparency and communication. And then we have Julie going on to question three um, and saying for advertisers with smaller budgets and or smaller volumes of conversion activity, automation still struggles. What is Google doing to address this and what suggestions are there for making automation work for these types of accounts? And in response to that, we have Ginny going, great question. Smart bidding still might not always be the best option for smaller budgets or lower volume accounts. To evaluate results accurately, you may need to look at longer time periods with at least 30 conversions, such as a month or longer, 50 conversions for target ROAS. And yes, as alternatives, smart and or local campaigns might also be worth another look. And in response to that, even Nava Hopkins goes, thank you for confirming this. Smart bidding still needs at least 30 conversions in a month to run. Don't get peer pressured. Pre don't get peer pressured to turn it on until you meet the data threshold. So, yeah, a little bit tight, tight on there with um, companies that might not be able to give 30 conversions um, in a in a quick period of time. Um, and then, yeah, Melissa replies to um yeah, uh, to Ginny as well, saying this is why it often does not work for B2B unless we set up low value, high volume micro conversions. So, yeah, yeah, you, you might have to look at things that are not as a, of value as um, as a conversions. And um, maybe that will boost up the data. But then it might be like you're driving, doing optimizations towards convert towards conversions that you don't want to be having in the first place. So it's a tough one for small businesses. Julie then um, goes on to question four. And this is from Mark Clicky, I believe, even Mark Bissoni, but yeah, his handle is Mark B. Clicky. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so his question was, how exactly do we go all in on first party data? Is it just uploading customer match lists? Will you make important, sorry, will you make important offline conversions and linking CRMs to Google Ads much, much, much easier if we need to do this as well? Yes, this is what we're suggesting. This is what we're saying clients will need to do. But at the moment, it is quite hard. And then um, Ginny replies to that saying, for many business, developing a first party data strategy is a big shift and will require intentional strategic investment to create new ways to establish customer relationships or make use of data you have but don't yet act on. Customer Match lets you upload online and offline customer data and it's now available to nearly all businesses, announced at GML last week. Um, in addition to the Salesforce integration, you can pull in CRM data with Zapier. More on that here and that's one I'll be putting in my Brighton SEO talk. Um, and you may find this article helpful as well and that's another one from think with google uh, where um, the headline of the article is first party data offers a solution for privacy and performance i'll be looking through that one as well thanks for that Ginny. and a good question here from nava hopkins about customer match and about how it lets you upload online and offline customer data nava goes any chance on that 50k um fifty thousand dollars minimum getting thrown out for good so i feel like you need to have um a spend of a fifty thousand at least to be able to pull in um, customer match data um and then nava continues i was really excited when i saw the news it's open for everyone until that was just about observation mode so yeah you need to be spending more for to, for, to be able to do any 
anything much more than observation like targeting um and then yeah we've got on to question five um and then yeah julie asked there weren't any updates about keywords match types etas going away as some of us have heard from reps and that's a bit of my question in there should we take this as no major changes are happening in this area um this year um so yeah that was uh, my question i'm excited that <laughs> that came up um, and Ginny replies well with rsa's now the default for example that's a clear sign to focus on them i'll resurface this reference and um she did an earlier tweet going um if you're having trouble getting responsive search ads to work for you or have been hesitant to try them here are some tips on creating effective rsas i found the headline tips especially helpful what's worked for you um so yeah i'll be looking at some of that as well as i create some rsas for my client and then we've got um, Ginny continuing her answer to the question saying, RSAs, like anything new, do take some experimenting and understanding of how they do and don't work. The two descriptions should be unique and work together. For example, um, she continues saying, and, and the other thing I'd point out is that Broadmatch has been overhauled to deliver more relevant searches by incorporating signals like landing page, keywords in ad groups and more. And Robert continues to that saying, when will Google start giving reporting on combinations beyond impression data? And a nice follow-up question um, from question four, actually, where um, Julie had asked, how exactly do we go all in on first-party data? Is it just uploading customer match lists? And um, Julia Vice replies, ooh, and is the partnership with Shopify likely to help out smaller retailers with this? And, and um, Julie replies saying, yes, exactly. And we also have new integrations with Woo. Commerce, GoDaddy, and Square announced a GML. And um, Julia goes, nice. That's really good to hear. A big challenge for smaller retailers is the scale of investment needed to manage feeds and or get a giant CRM. Very glad to hear the local players are getting more love. And then a nice also segue into um, RSAs now being the default when um, Ginny mentioned that earlier on. Julie um, then asks, going um, with RSAs being the default, will there be increased reporting on RSA combinations and performance? We all really, really, really want that. And Ginny goes, I'll be passing this feedback along to the team. So, yes, we need more data. And that's um, something that Robert Brady mentioned earlier on as well. And still based on um, this whole issue of RSAs, we've got uh, Amalia Fowler as well replying saying, is there any mechanisms, mechanisms even, coming for us to report when these matches are not accurate or miss the intent completely? Sam replies this, this is a huge issue. When you hide um, SQRs and push automation and don't provide a feedback loop, the only group you're helping is your, stakeholders, is your shareholders. Um, Amalia goes, plus there's automation bias and algorithm bias and no way of correcting it in externally and then we have um, question six from julie Bicini going um speaking of keywords and matching search query data loss is incredibly frustrating particularly coupled with the push to broad match is it ever coming back will we at least be able to see converting terms again at some point 
And Ginny replies to that saying, first, this was solely a privacy driven decision, but the teams know the loss of query data can make it tough to know what's working, especially for lower volume accounts and been working on solutions um, to give advertisers new query insights while protecting privacy. It is a priority and there will be more to come on this soon. Um, the why is to ensure user privacy from search or impressions to conversions. Um, Azim replies, fair, but would it not be favorable, beneficial to smaller or low volume accounts to give them access to this data while Google works on a suitable solution for them all? Imagine how much business they could be losing without sight of their own data. And Amalia replies to that saying, especially as now we have to charge small advertisers more due to the time it takes for us to do negative keyword research um, as well. Yeah. Sometimes you have to do the time in when there's a lot more research that needs to be done. Um, in response to that as well, um, Brett actually gives us this amazing um, um, link to a script uh, that allows you to create, that automatically creates a um, responsive search ads based on what you already have in your account. Um, we've got Sam replying to question six as well, saying, how is the search console not a privacy issue then? Why is allowing paying advertisers to validate their purchases a privacy issue? And it was just lucky happenstance that the outcome is beneficial to Google's shareholders. So yeah, Sam is definitely not happy with <laughs> some of these answers they were being given here um and then yeah we've got julie taking us to um question seven saying that many people have heard from their reps that gclid will not be as we have known starting in the fall is this a true and done um before we go to that um we got we, yeah before we go into that i do want to take this moment for to mention amalia's tweet where um she goes that i want to reinforce that i'm very grateful for Ginny um and that she's taking part taking time to talk to us today being the intermediary between fiery ppc chat members and google is not an easy role and sam himself who has been giving some fiery on on unhappy uh responses to genie's <laughs> answers goes agreed our first priority as an industry must be to advocate for our clients internal or external so we're going to ask tough questions. If we don't, we're not doing our jobs. And I really feel that, yeah, Jeannie is very in a whole, she can take it um, kind of mood. And I, <laughs> I doubt that she's going to lose sleep about from any of the comments made here. Um, and then, she, yeah, she continues on to answer question seven, um, saying GCLID is and will still be available, but we're no longer sending GCLID for iOS 14 traffic coming from ads on a handful of Google apps. See more here. And there's a link there. And I feel like all these links that we've been pointed to will be on the official PPC chat um, homepage. So, yeah. I'll go on there, official, official ppcchat.com. We'll have all this, these links that Ginny is sh um, sharing. Amalia also makes a comment here saying, in terms of support, I imagine a large support team is hard to manage. However, some of the reps are simply predatory and it's clear the outsourced ones have quotes to meet, have quotas to meet. Um, Ginny, would it be possible to have a reporting mechanism for when these actions occur? I think that'll be a very great um, <laughs> tactic to implement. Um, Julie then goes on to question 18. Why are the case studies always about big brands and e-commerce brands? Does Google care about SMBs and B2B? Why is B2B especially 
always ignored. And I was like, yeah, yeah, she ends with a bang here. And the lo loads of people <laughs> agreed with that. Colin replies to that saying, this is actually pretty funny because I felt that Google has been working so much better for non-e-commerce for a while. Feels like Google queries convert pretty poorly for e-commerce. Melissa McKee replies to Julie saying, yes, thank you. Um, and yeah, Julie goes, I also tagged you. I almost tagged you <laughs> in the questions because yeah, that's one uh, Melissa um, has close to her heart. Um, yeah, Julie, um, Ginny then replies to that saying, last year, the roadmap was rewritten to help SMBs hit hard by the pandemic, including ad credits and helping them sell online new local biz features and performance max lead form extensions and easier conversion imports, for example, um, for, uh, sorry, and easier conversion imports are examples of B2B friendly features. Again, which are the B2B friendly uh, features, performance max, um, lead form extensions and easier conversion imports. She continues, I'll pass on the feedback about the case studies. In the meantime, you can check out several SMB partner case studies here. Another link that will be on the official ppcchat.com website. Um, and then, yeah, we've got, um, we've got actually a last one. I actually thought the B2B one would be the last one, but no, we've got, um, one last question from Julie where she asks, can we get more insight into how performance max campaigns will work? Will they operate in the same way smart campaigns work or will we have more control or insights or a new campaign type? Um, are they specific for lead gen, e-com or both? Can we optimize them or is it fully automated. Um, so yeah, Ginny then replies to that saying that performance max is a goals, um, based automated campaign type for advertisers of all sizes. The performance max beta is only available for advertisers. If your primary objective is to generate leads or to drive online sales without using a product feed, while there are similarities, um, retailers and advertisers with, with physical stores should continue to use smart shopping and local campaigns to meet their marketing performance objectives as they do today. We will continue innovating on these campaigns in 2021 performance max supports max conversions with optional TCPA and max conversion value with optional TROS across Google's ads inventory ad serving across campaigns will continue to be based on ad rank and likelihood on conversion. And on that note, that's, um, will be our last question and answer for the, um, the chat, even though it seems to have gone quickly, it did, we actually overran, um, the hour because, um, yeah, Julie had, Ginny uh, had loads of answers. Um, Julie had loads of questions and we had some people, you know, giving their thoughts on the answers. Um, but I thought, just, I thought I'd just focus on, um, Julie's questions and um Ginny's answers and um I think it was really great and something I even commented on is that I think it was really great that we got this um opportunity with Ginny lots of information shares shared that we haven't even seen shared anywhere else I reckon um so yeah I think that's some amazing takeaway we can um get from that as to what's coming up that we probably hadn't previously known so yeah i hope you found that to be a useful uh snapshot of um, what the chat uh, between Ginny and 
Ginny and um, Julie was. Um, hope you've taken some great takeaways. And if you want to chat about this topic some more, join us on Twitter Spaces um, on Friday. I'm not sure whether Ginny is going to be available to be there. Um, we'll let you know of that. Check, check my Twitter, Twitter feed. Um, we'll let you know whether Ginny is going to be there. Um, any feedback about the podcast or even maybe some correction and some of the, um, the information I've shared, do get in touch with me um, on my twitter handle or even dm me if you'd like on my handle the marketing anu or um also join us on linkedin we have the ppc chat roundup group and we love to share thoughts and ideas and um chats uh, upcoming chats and co-hosts that are coming up um as they come around and finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week <laughs>